You are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This one's for Pat. The ball is free. Denver's got it. Touchdown, Denver. Here's your host of Locked On Broncos, NFL analyst Cody Rourke. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Lockdown Broncos. I am your host, Cody Rourke, columnist over at PredominantlyOrange.com and NFL analyst covering the National Football League and the Denver Broncos. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. And if you're catching this live right now, we're actually doing this live on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. We're doing our live Twitter Tuesday segment of Lockdown Broncos. So right now, if you're listening on Twitter, you're live. So if you're hearing this tomorrow or later this evening, you're getting the replay right here, right now. So obviously, we're doing this uh, Lockdown Broncos live Periscope Tuesday edition of uh, Lockdown Broncos and a lot of love, a lot of fans joining in. Always appreciate the listeners of the show. On today's episode, we're going to go through, you're going to ask the questions, NFL questions, Denver Bronco questions, you guys, the fans. This is driven by you today. I answer it. I give my perspective and whatnot. So in the meantime, before we get to all of the good action here, I want to remind you guys, if you haven't already, if you want to be eligible in the NFL regular season two, be in the Locked On Broncos contest giveaway. You can go to iTunes right now, and I encourage all listeners, go to iTunes, leave a review of the show, tell us why you love Lockdown Broncos, and leave your Twitter handle or your name or your email address, and you'll be entered into every single regular season Lockdown Broncos contest giveaway. I think it's important to remind you guys, September through hopefully February, we're giving away a prize. I, you know, I get you Denver Broncos attire, apparel, memorabilia, whatever it is, and I get a choose out of a hat to do it live. We gave away three jerseys last year. We're going to do more this year, and obviously the first one of the first ones here is this Emmanuel Sanders figurine type thing. That's going to be one of them. That's not going to be the first one. I ain't going to spoil that yet. It's going to be a surprise as well. So, uh, you know, go to iTunes, leave a review, tell us why you love the show, and you'll be entered into every single contest from there on forward for the Lockdown Broncos contest giveaway. Giving back to you, the listeners of Lockdown Broncos. So, without further ado, let's jump into our Twitter Tuesday segment of Lockdown Broncos. So now I'm, I'm going to Periscope at this moment, and I'm talking to fans, fans that are now listening. Fire away your NFL questions, your Denver Broncos questions, and we're going to talk about it right here, right now on air. And you can get the recap later on Lockdown Broncos on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, LockdownSports.com, the Lockdown Podcast Network, doing a lot of big things. So uh, NFL Denver Broncos fans, fire away your questions, and we're going to we'll answer them right now here on air uh we got puerto rico puerto rico jumping in saying we appreciate our work daniel thank you so much man all the way in puerto rico lockdown broncos there daniel we appreciate you don't forget enter yourself into the lockdown broncos contest giveaway and you will be eligible to receive a prize memorabilia of denver broncos related throughout the entire nfl regular season each month we're giving something away so thank you daniel in puerto rico for tuning in now if, before we get questions if i don't get any questions yet i'm gonna start off by saying you know today around the national football League, the Denver Broncos began their mandatory OTAs, not their OTAs, but their mini camp session of the OTAs. And there's a lot of tidbits and news and analysis and, and information that we need to divest here. Obviously, Shane Ray met with the media today. If most people haven't found out, Shane Ray is going to get surgery on Thursday uh, on his wrist. And, and so we got a question from Daniel revealing still for a veteran tight end. Uh, not at this point. From what I'm hearing in Dove Valley, the Denver Broncos aren't necessarily looking at a veteran tight end from the 
standpoint of right now. They're developing. Obviously, Jeff Hireman's a guy that's going to probably get the first reps, the first chance to crack the starting lineup. You have Jake Butt. You have Troy Fumagalli they picked up from Wisconsin this year. The Denver Broncos right now are a little bit loaded at tight end. But, you know, you know there's a great article over at PredominantlyOrange.com. There's a lease today by my man Sarah Bettinger. And the Denver Broncos have... Yeah, a multitude of tight ends that have a combined 30 receptions in the National Football League. Go check out that article, predominantlyorange.com. Great work over there by my man, Sarah. We're going to get him back here on Lockdown Broncos here in the near future as well. But no, at this point, the Denver Broncos aren't really looking at a veteran tight end now. You know, never say never. You could see something happen once training camp comes around. But as of right now, the Denver Broncos are developing and getting comfortable with these young guys in the system. Obviously, letting Virgil Green go in free agency. A guy, when I look at Virgil Green, he doesn't, he wasn't the starting guy. And so I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, EP Bronco says, who do you have winning the starting running back job? This is a great point. This is a tough. The Denver Broncos right now have a lot of youth right now at the tailback position. I think primarily the guy I'm, you know, this might be my Oregon Ducks bias a little bit, but the guy I'm projecting to win the starting job day one is going to be Royce Freeman. I think it's going to be a combination of Royce Freeman and Devontae Booker as the one and two tailbacks for the Denver Broncos. But Vance Joseph came out, you know, at the start of OTAs and said, in order to be successful, in order to have a successful run game in the National Football League, you've got to have running backs by committee. You've got to have two to three guys that can contribute on the field for what the Denver Broncos want to do. And under Bill Musgrave's system, it's much more simpler. According to the players, it's easier. The play calls are shorter. They don't have to think as much. They get to go out on the field, not have to overthink before the play. Pre-snap read, you have so much going through your head if you ever played football. And these guys don't have to think that much. They get to go out and they get to do it. And that's one thing that Devontae Booker really alluded to throughout OTAs. So my projection would be, I would say Royce Freeman and Devontae Booker are going to be the primary one and two tailbacks. You know, I think Philip Lindsay, another running back, is going to be a guy who can make the roster as a return guy. Daniel asked, what about Henderson? I really like what I saw last year. D'Angelo Henderson in, in the preseason, I, I'll always talk about it. He led the Denver Broncos to four victories, him and Kyle Sloter in the preseason, 4-0 and in the NFL preseason. You know, those guys played phenomenal. D'Angelo Henderson is a guy that, you know, I, I compare him a lot to uh, Shane Vereen, Darren Sproles. He's one of those types of players that can be a return guy for the Denver Broncos. He's in competition right now to return the ball as a punt returner, kick returner. Anyway, these guys can find the field if they're not going to get starting tailback reps. they got to find a way to do it. He's going to be a special teams guy as well for the Broncos this year under Tom McMahon, which is going to be huge. I can't even stress enough how huge the addition of Tom McMahon as a special teams coordinator for the Denver Broncos really, really is. Danielle Renee says, Bills fan here, how comfortable are you with your quarterback situation now Danielle thank you for listening obviously a lot of respect check out my man Kevin Masare over there at Locked On Bills he does the Bills podcast but in terms of how comfortable I am with the quarterback position heading in from last year to this year I'm much more comfortable now and the reason for that is because there's no quarterback controversy you have Case Keenum he's the legitimate starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos week one when you take on the Seattle Seahawks and I couldn't be more excited about that because we can focus all summer about what the team's doing the team I mentioned it in a couple episodes ago on the podcast that we don't have necessarily any distractions heading into the 2018 season now last year for the Broncos the distraction was quarterback 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 who do you have at quarterback that's going to be your week one starter there was the dilemma between Trevor Simeon Paxton Lynch and it was just chaos all around for Broncos country well the only quarterback dilemma we have this year Danielle is a backup quarterback Chad Kelly Paxton Lynch both of them are going to be fighting for the backup quarterback position for the Denver Broncos. So we're going to see them battle that out in the preseason. 
somebody asked me today what the quarterback situation is going to be like in terms of the preseason, and I'd imagine we're going to see Case Keenum on maybe three to five total series throughout the entire four preseason games. We're not going to see him play in the fourth preseason game. There's no point in playing those. Those are the guys that are really on the bubble trying to fight for a roster. So you're going to see a quarter, a series of two, week one, probably a whole half week two, and maybe one series week three in the NFL preseason from Case Keenum. And if not, you might just preserve them. There's no point in trying to get your starting quarterback hurt. You can never take that chance. But obviously, they got to get some reps in the preseason to get that game feel going. Obviously, Case Keenum, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, they've been working together quite often after practice. They sit down together, they watch film, and that's super important. They throw. You got to have that chemistry with your wide receivers. When they're throwing you the football as a quarterback, you got to have that kind of bond with your quarterback and they had that with Peyton Manning now they're going to have that with Case Keenum Case Keenum has already come into the Broncos organization and he's made a tremendous difference in terms of leadership and the way that things are done out there on the field there's no question marks there's no dilemma at the quarterback position that the Denver Broncos experience week in and week out not only just in the training camp portion preseason portion but throughout the entire regular season the Denver Broncos had a dilemma at quarterback so this year 2018 things are much much more different. They're much different. Not much more. What is that? That's not a right word. Much different. Heading into 2018. Thank you for your question there, Danielle. In Bills country, Bills mafia, they, you know, I got to applaud the Bills fans. They know how to get down in pregames. They got people body slamming each other through tables, snow, setting tables on fire. It's just crazy, but it's all fun. Like there's nothing that ever gets out of out of whack in Buffalo with their fans. They just know how to have a good time. So Broncos fans as well. You know, that, that's one thing I've always appreciated about the Denver Broncos community. A lot of the times, fans are pretty cool. When you go to the Broncos stadium and you have like, you know, if you have a Raiders fan, there's going to be some heckling involved, but it's much more different compared to if you were a Broncos fan going to Oakland and you're in the stands and or you're a San Diego fan going to Oakland, vice versa. There's always conflict. There's always drama happening. There's just craziness. So all that stuff. So uh, keep firing your NFL questions the way I'm going to keep talking talking about Shane Ray obviously he's going to undergo that hand procedure on Thursday and a lot of this is just due to an injury uh, not an injury but an issue with the first surgery that he had on his wrist and and part of it said he he came out and said that he maybe came back too soon uh, week eight against the Kansas City Chiefs last year Monday Night Football uh, he felt like he may he may have come back too soon and he wasn't ready for it and and you could tell on the field he played with one hand a majority of the time he didn't have a lot of confidence in his bull rush or his power with the, with his obviously his hurt hand his hand that he had surgery on in, in training camp that really hurt the Denver Broncos at first but Shaquille Barrett is a guy who really really stepped up for the Denver Broncos in 2017 so you know I, I had this conversation with Brian Peacock he's the host of Locked On. 49ers part of Locked On Podcast Network we were talking about. I could see a trade in the 2018 season of the Denver Broncos and John Elway and John Lynch getting on the phone together and dialing up a trade, sending Shane Ray to San Francisco. I can really see that happening. I've got a big hunch on that, and that's gonna I'm going to stick to it. By the trade deadline, by the end of preseason, you never know with these guys with the NFL. It's, it's a business. It, you know Things happen day in and day out. So one more thing, I'm going to reshare the link real quick just so we can get more people going on here at Locked On Broncos getting everything going. I'm very excited about all that. And then uh, we're going to keep firing off your questions. So keep firing your questions. We're going to keep sharing the broadcast and we're going to tweet it out. So uh, a lot of news in that regard too. But Shane Ray, his timetable, he's going to be out. 
two or three months and, and maybe even a little bit more. You know, I wouldn't expect to see him maybe till midway through the NFL regular season in terms of being able to get on the field. Because look, the Denver Broncos drafted Bradley Chubb with the fifth overall pick in this year's draft. They have Shaquille Barrett, a guy who's been proven to be a very reliable and consistent player on the edge for the Denver Broncos opposite of Von Miller. Now, Von Miller, he's a, he's a monster. Now, you look at, you know, I was watching OTA footage today, courtesy of my man Andy Lindahl and Tyler Columbus over there, Orange and Blue 760, my guys over there. You know, Bradley Chubb, not even in shoulder pads, just wearing the jersey, wearing the helmet, wearing the shorts. He looks huge. He looks freakishly big as a man. And you imagine that guy with shoulder pads, and it's scary. I'm sorry. But if I'm an opposing quarterback, and I'm, I'm looking up, I'm looking to my right, and I see Von Miller to the right, and I'm looking to my left, and I see Bradley Chubb there, and I see guys like Domata Peco in the middle, Derek Wolf at defensive end, and whoever else at defensive end. That's another question we're going to have. So obviously, maybe that's something you guys are far away there. Um, the Denver Broncos defense, their front seven looks very, very scary, not to mention that Brandon Marshall is healthy, his shoulder's doing well, and you have the addition of Sua Cravens, who can play some dime linebacker on third down situations. You have the return of Justin Simmons, Darian Stewart, Chris Harris Jr., uh, and even Bradley Roby. And obviously you have the offseason additions at cornerback with Tremaine Brock, and you also brought in Isaac Yadam out of Boston College, a guy who I'm very, very high on as a defensive back. Now, if anything, we could see, because Chris Harris Jr. wants to move to the outside this year you know he's covered the inside very well but he's not getting the voter recognition from the AP voters the Associated Press they're not looking at inside cover guys in terms of their first team second team all pros and it's wrong you got to look at that Chris Harris Jr. has the toughest job in football covering slot receivers is harder than covering on the outside of a receiver it it really is because you have to chase you have to travel you have to track down guys speedy guys Julian Edelman A.J. Green sometimes. Sometimes Julio Jones will line up in the slot, run across the middle, and you got to cover him. It's tough in the NFL to do it with guys like that. Chris Harris Jr. has done it consistently and has done it well. Now, with the departure of Akeem Tlaib by a trade to the Los Angeles Rams, and they loaded up on talent, especially in the secondary, Marcus Peters? Not, not to mention the young nucleus they already have there with Joyner. I mean, it's just unbelievable the Rams right now on paper, and the Denver Broncos get to have them come to town on Sunday uh, this year. And then they also have a – after that game, you have a three-day swing, and then you're on the road on Thursday night football against the Arizona Cardinals. So the Denver Broncos have a lot of good pieces. Now, you uh, talked about it yesterday. I absolutely hate predictions in terms of no wait Danielle not that's not even at you she she just asked me Danielle asked me AFC West predictions I'll give that but I'm not like record predictions is something I don't do like Sports Illustrated did the Broncos as four and twelve but based on what when you look at the offseason the Broncos had how you get four and twelve I don't know I don't agree with that but the AFC West predictions now Danielle I think the AFC West will be very competitive this year the biggest question mark right now. In my, not just my opinion, but a lot of NFL analysts' opinion across the National Football League is nobody knows what the Raiders are doing right now. Nobody has a, knows what the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be like. They got rid of Alex Smith, and Alex Smith had a career year with the Chiefs last year. Patrick Mahomes, big arm. But we don't have enough on Patrick Mahomes yet to say, okay, the Chiefs are going to be AFC West champions. The Raiders, John Gruden, 10-year contract, $100 million. You bring in Derek Carr, obviously 
didn't bring him in, but obviously you're trying to bring in a new system for Derek Carr to learn under John Gruden. And you also brought in, you know, Griff Whalen, formerly of the Baltimore Ravens. You're bringing in Jordy Nelson, and you also have Martavis Bryant. So you combine Martavis Bryant, Jordy Nelson, and maybe even Amari Cooper as a receiving core. That's a pretty scary receiving core on paper. So ideally it could work out. But, uh, you know, uh, Khalil Mack is holding out right now from camp. He wants to undergo an extension. He's not reporting right now. So that's a dilemma for them. I'm sure that's going to get resolved. It happens every single year. We see it happen. But the Denver Broncos, I think, will be in a much better position this year in the AFC West compared to what they were in 2017, 2016. You know, I think just all the offseason additions. You added some defensive weapons. You've got some offensive weapons with the addition of Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton as a receiving options outside of Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. We talked about tight ends, but let's talk about Deshaun Hamilton and Cortland Sutton. Case Keenan came out today and he said in his media press conference that, you know, throwing to Cortland Sutton is not like throwing to a rookie. You know, it's like this guy's been doing it for a long time in the National Football League. He knows his routes. He's got great route running ability, great hands, and the timing between these two guys is very uh, in sync right now. So I think for the Denver Broncos, that bodes very well because the Broncos have been looking for an upgrade at the number three wide receiver position for the last couple of years. I would even hazard a guess and maybe even give a hot take and say they haven't had a legitimate threat at the number three wide receiver position since Wes Welker. So the Denver Broncos have Cortland Sutton, a big target. And Vance Joseph came out today and said, really, if uh, you know his athleticism doesn't catch you off guard, if his athleticism doesn't win the play, his body surely will because he's he's built like a basketball player, very athletic, can box people out. So imagine post routes, imagine comeback routes, hitches. He's going to extend. He's going to put his butt out and he's going to extend with his hands and he's going to make plays. He's going to make those catches. And when you do that, if you can have a solidified weapon at the number three wide receiver position for your team. What you can do with that is you're going to have teams that are going to bracket coverage. You know, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders will play cover two man or play cover two with two high safeties, safety over the top, trailing, and you got to have another guy that can make, you know, plays. And, and you know, Benny Fowler couldn't do it. Jordan Norwood couldn't do it. Benny Fowler did in 2015. He just couldn't do it in 2016 or 2017 for that matter. And the Denver Broncos have that option now with Deshaun Hamilton and Cortland Sutton, some speedy guys. Deshaun Hamilton out of Penn State. He's going to be a candidate to be a return guy for the Denver Broncos from punt return standpoint, even kick return standpoint. But Tom McMahon's got a lot of guys that want to do. And I'm honestly excited to see what Marquette King could do for the Denver Broncos punting the football at altitude. He was booming it today at minicamp from what I was told by, you know, Andy Lindahl, Tyler Columbus. He was having a very good day. Uh, Trevor Kowski, my man. Hey, you know, Trevor Kowski is doing a big, big thing up there at the University of Colorado golfing. One of the top guys there. Uh, great kid. Great guy who's giving back to his community and obviously representing in the golf game. You're going to see him on the PGA Tour at one point. So, Trev, thanks for tuning in there. Um, but I think it's important to really look at what the Denver Broncos have altogether. I don't think you can get a 4-12 and record necessarily from – this offseason of you know acquisitions from the wide receiver standpoint, tight end, defense, it just doesn't make sense. The draft class this year for the Denver Broncos, John Elway, is the best draft class on paper right now that John Elway has had since he's obviously been the general manager of the Denver Broncos. I, I think I truly believe that. This was an A draft. If I got if I have to give it a grade, it's an A draft, and he nailed it with all of his picks. And these are guys that are gonna contribute on the field right away. Many of these guys are actually 
you know, last year the Denver Broncos had Isaiah McKenzie. He, he's one of the guys that contributed. Carlos Henderson couldn't contribute. He had a, you know, a thumb surgery. He was out all year. He had struggles in preseason and training camp. He couldn't see the field. The Denver Broncos rookie class last year was outside of Garrett Bowles. Really was, it was tough to watch. So looking forward to seeing how some of these sophomore guys rebound in the NFL year two and how these rookies who I think are, are NFL ready right now to contribute right away for the Denver Broncos. I'm eager to see how exactly they do. Um, those record predictions are nonsense, says Danielle. Chubb is going to dominate. You know, I, I agree with you, you know, with the record predictions. It's it's hard to do. But I do think, you know, here's where I'm going to give credit in the AFC West. I think the Los Angeles Chargers right now, they started off the year last year off. Now, let's, let's think if they had their kicker make maybe two kicks in the first couple weeks of the NFL regular season, they're in the playoffs. They, they had a very dominant run towards the end of the NFL season. And that is what kept them in. That's what kept them in the wild card race. And unfortunately, last week, they got knocked out of the playoffs. But, you know, the Chargers are an up-and-coming team. They're, you know, on paper, they don't look like they have a lot. But ideally, they have a lot of depth. And Austin Eckler, he's a Western Colorado University alumni running back for all you guys here in Colorado. He got a chance to play last year, and he absolutely shined in his role. So entering year two, he's got a lot of expectations. So I look for the Chargers to be very dangerous this year. The Chiefs right now are a question mark, and the and the Raiders right now have a question mark, but I think they're also pretty dangerous from the standpoint of not knowing what to expect because they do have some talented guys on the offensive side of the ball that Derek Carr can throw the ball to with Martavis Bryant, Amari Cooper, who's a phenomenal wide receiver, and you add Jordy Nelson to the mix and, and Jared Cook at tight end I think the Denver Broncos you know that's going to be a tough game obviously to scheme up for two times in in a in regular season that's going to be hard to scheme for when you have to play a team twice and that's always a tough thing when you play a team once it's always a different story when you play in the second time around so I think the Denver Broncos have a lot of good stuff on paper like I said I don't get into projections I don't get into any of that stuff I think it's pointless because you can't really predict what's going to happen in an NFL regular season you've got all these dynamics you've got you can't predict injuries to major star players you can't predict any of that and the division can change drastically with even if a starting quarterback uh let's say philip rivers or even Derek carr let's say they got hurt for the entire nfl season you know that changes things in the afc not just the afc west but the afc drastically so you can't really factor in those into, into predictions so i think it's pointless games haven't been played yet Preseason, we can't look too much into preseason outside of guys that could potentially contribute on the roster special teams-wise. Coach Burb, thanks for joining. Um, but, you know, I, I think that pretty much almost does it here for Locked On Broncos here, our live Twitter Tuesday edition. I like this a lot, honestly. I really, really do. So if you're listening right now on Twitter, obviously you're getting this live. You're listening to it. Let's say it's tomorrow morning or late tonight. Maybe you're getting off work. You work the night shift, and we're getting you through here, Locked On Broncos. We appreciate you, the listeners, for tuning in day in and day out, your daily podcast for the Denver Broncos, hosted by yours truly, Cody Rourke. Uh, we'll be back at it tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Broncos on Wednesday. We talk about day two of mandatory minicamp in Dove Valley for the Denver Broncos. Very excited about that. Stay tuned tomorrow on Twitter for all the updates, news, and analysis. And we're bringing it right back at you tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Broncos. This is your host, Cody Rourke, saying good night and go Broncos.